This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. All right, everybody, welcome back to the WOMED. Danny and I are so excited. We are here today with Katie Klebar, and we cannot wait to talk to her, hear her story. Let's do this, WOMED. We've had a bunch of technical difficulties today, so bear with us, please. Fingers crossed this works. Yes. Katie is an author, blogger, speaker, like original nurse blogger, in my opinion. She has a podcast. She makes uh, courses online. So like, honestly, what do you not do at this point? (laughs) Yeah. So much. She does so much. That's probably not even half of it. All the things. Thank you guys for having me. All of the technical difficulties today. Oh my God. That's okay. Podcast. You have a course on stress. Um, I have one that touches on it, but not just about stress. (laughs) (laughs) She's pretty much, yeah. You pretty much tell tell us like your career and how you ended up to where you are today. Yeah, because there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot, and it's weird to say I've been a nurse almost 10 years, but um, so I became a nurse, yeah, in 2010, um, started working cardiac med surge, uh, like cardiovascular surgery, uh, did that for two years, but was really astounded at the learning curve, like learning, like I felt like once I got a license in my hand that I would pretty much know how to do like be a nurse at the bedside, like Mm -hmm. paid thousands of dollars, right? Like I should kind of know what I'm doing. And that learning curve was awful. Like I didn't, I mean, I graduated nursing school, had never paged a physician. A lot of people haven't. And like all these really important things that you should know, you're not taught. And I was really frustrated by that learning curve. Um, And then after I worked in in uh, cardiac kind of step down med surge for a couple of years. My husband and I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, and I started working in uh, neurocritical care. Felt like a new grad all over again. Um, <laughs> yeah. And started taking kind of notes on all these like unwritten rules and things you learn on the fly um, and started a blog in 2013. And that kind of evolved into um, I self-published a book and then the ANA so uh, published. <laughs> yeah. Well, I kind of got to the point where I was getting the same questions over and over again. Like every year, 300,000 new grads graduate. And what do you do when you don't know how to do something? You Google it, right? Yeah. True. So I wanted to be the answers to all the questions the new grads were asking because, hey, I'd been there. And I kind of felt like I'd been there twice when I started in critical care. So yeah. um, it turned into a book. And then the American Nurses Association liked the book. And I published three more with them. Um and it kind of turned into speaking. Uh, then I figured out podcasting. So me and some other critical care nurses started the Fresh RN podcast. And yeah, yeah so that, which is, I love podcasting. And I do I, too. It's so much fun. And it's so like, as a new grad, all you want to do is hear what experienced nurses actually think and their thought processes, but mm-hmm. it's not like cool to be like, Hey, just tell me everything to all the, new, <laughs> all the yeah. new nurses you're working with. So I wanted to kind of give them a little like peek into our thought processes in, mm-hmm. in critical thinking. And like, if this patient is going 
like circling the drain from a neurological perspective. What are the like things I'm going through in my brain? Like I'm not saying them, but this is what I'm like going through. Um, and I've gotten some great feedback on it. So then I figured out, okay. And I also in the process got my master's in nursing education. Oh, just um, on the side. She just picked yeah. that up on the side, like in just, the middle of everything else and done. two kids. Yeah. I love that you, um, that you bring that up though, like the learning curve, uh, once you actually start your job, because there's nothing in nursing school, honestly, like when I think back on it, that really prepared me for life on my unit. Mm-hmm. Like you can have your clinicals, you can have your, your rotations through a unit, but like until you're actually at the bedside doing all of the care, paging the doctors, paid like running around for this, trying to find where bath supplies are, trying to get another IV, like trying to find the person who's like really good at IVs on the unit because you have to give this med at this time and then learning all the charting and everything. You just, you get a taste of it, but the true learning happens when you're on the floor, like all those critical thinking skills, like what are you thinking? Like the blood pressure's dropping on this kid, like where, like, is he bleeding out? Is like, what's happening? Like, what are the steps you go through in that? And it's, um, yeah, the learning curve yeah. is insane. Like you could, I mean, and we all have these like stories of how awful it was. And it's, you know, you think about the average nurse is, is uh, you know, younger, typically their first job. I'm like oh, yeah, a 22 year, right. I was 23 when I graduated and it was like, okay, now the NCLEX taught me which order to question, but it did not tell me how to question a neurosurgeon with 25 years of experience as a brand new nurse. Like, how do I practically approach that conversation? Exactly. Or, okay, how do I delegate? Or it says, this is the task you delegate, but how do I as a brand new BSN grad on the unit, like all excited, delegate to the CNA who's been here for 10 years and Mm -hmm. has a very specific methodical way that they do their job. And I'm the little like bright little, hey, can you do this? Like, how do I do that? Right, and they hate you. (laughs) Yeah, and they hate you. (laughs) They totally hate you. So it's like, how do I navigate that? And how do I cultivate like healthy boundaries? Like, how do I command respect for myself even though I'm new? Um, And those kinds of things and dye it dark brown <laughs> so people take you seriously <laughs> no, no freaking lie it's a true story no freaking lie i feel you on the blonde hair thing absolutely well it's hard to get people to take you seriously when you're so young and mm-hmm. at the same time like you're still learning too so you don't oh, have yeah. all the answers you don't have that like confidence that you wish you had and you also look new so yeah. that's a really tough place to be I in and to command respect and please help me <laughs> Thanks is a real thing. Oh, yeah. yes. And I see it on all the students and all the new grads. And yeah. and I wanted to create resources, a lot of free stuff that is like, I'm with you. I feel you. That is, that's a, that is such a tough place to be. And not only do I want to like provide some encouragement to people, but also some education and some things to think about, some words to say um, to get through that so that someone's not like just surviving orientation. They're like mm-hmm. thriving and they get yeah. to a point where they can clock in with confidence much earlier than we did. Yeah. Um, and not be yeah. sweating on your way to the clock and was you're scrubbing in and you're like, Okay, got the cold yep. sweats. 
<laughs> Great. And I, and I have 12 hours ahead of me. Yeah. 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 I want to prevent that. So that's, that's really been, um, been my passion is doing that kind of stuff. And then like, obviously now I'm a business owner and learning how to do the whole business side of all that and everything. So, um, I stopped, I, I did, you know, neurocritical care for about four years. Um, then I had my daughter and that really working in critical care and becoming a mom completely kind of changed me, um, and dealing oh, with death and dying. And then my husband and I, after we had our, our child decided to come back to Illinois and raise her around her grandparents, which is a great decision for us. Um, and then I ended up working back in that same unit, but as an experienced nurse now, and it was just oh very God. interesting to go back to that unit where it's all fresh new grads, which has been great for me and my like content creation and seeing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had I mean, my like, son, your material too. Yeah, like and like see what are the questions they asking? It's it's still the same stuff. We all have mm-hmm. to start somewhere and it's all it's the same stuff. They struggle with report. They struggle with talking to physicians, oh talking God, to family members. The first time I had to take report or like give report on my own. Mm-hmm. Um the first time I had to like call a physician or page them or like a family member called and wanted an update and you're like like, you know what's going on with the kid, but, like, verbalizing that to a parent, you're mm-hmm. like, Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, and you don't know how to troubleshoot the questions, and you also mm-hmm. don't know how to confidently and say, I don't know. Because, you yeah, know, mm-hmm. even as an Good experienced point. nurse, there are a lot of times I didn't know, but I was okay with not knowing. Mm-hmm. As a new grad, I wasn't okay. I thought I yeah. had to know. It's like, um, I'm not sure, but I can figure that answer out for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even if a competent, I don't know, comes from the nurse, that's okay. But mm-hmm. as a new grad, you don't really realize that because most of us struggle with imposter syndrome and thinking that we were supposed to be something completely different than we actually are. Raise yeah. his hand. That's <laughs> right. Times two. Yeah. For sure. So um, I'm, that's that's my uh, my jam. Is it too early to talk about Christmas shopping? Because I'm pretty sure you've been using Honey since last Cyber Monday. I have. That's true. I've been using Honey for almost a year. It is a browser add-on that will save you shops, other websites for discounts and coupon codes. Which is unreal because I always sit there and I start Googling, like, who's got a code? And then I found Honey and I was like, oh my God, now I'm saving like 10 bucks here. I'm saving 15 bucks here. I even saved like 25 bucks on an order once, which I'm all up for a bargain. Yeah, no kidding. And Honey, on average, saves its users $28.61 per order. I actually don't even buy anything anymore without Honey installed on my browser. No, I've used it at Revolve. I've used it at Sephora, a few albums at Best Buy. Like, it's awesome. You can, yeah. it, it literally, you can use it anywhere. Yeah, and there's no reason not to have it. It only takes two clicks to install. And, and it's free. Yeah, it's basically free money. Um, and they do not sell your user data, which is really important because you have to watch out for that. A lot of companies are selling your data. For sure. I didn't even know that until today. So it's even better. Yeah. You can shop with confidence with Honey and they're just going to find you deals, which is awesome. (laughs) So if you're interested in joining, head on over to joinhoney.com slash WOMED. Like Danny said, it literally took us like two clicks to get this thing installed. Correct. That's joinhoney.com slash WOMED. It's the smartest shopping assistant that saves you time and money when you are shopping online. Bum, bum, bum. So then you were going to say, so then you had your son. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah. what changed after uh, adding another child to the the fam? To the fam, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it also just from a business perspective, it's like okay, like I could I could still work at the bedside. I could absolutely still do that, but um, I'd have to pay for childcare for two kids, and mm-hmm. um, or I could. I could dive headfirst into my business and be self-employed entirely. And so that's what I've been doing um, since I basically, I just didn't come back from maternity leave. So I've been kind of self-employed entirely um, since January, which has been kind of cool. Yeah. So yeah. I love that. Dan- Danielle and I actually, were, we were talking about that today and I thought you would be like the perfect person to talk to since you made the push to mm-hmm. create a flexible uh, life for yourself so you could be home with your family and do what you want to do. But you're and still using your nursing degree. Still using your nursing degree and probably helping. I mean, by numbers, you're probably helping more people than you could honestly ever help at the bedside. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, so yeah. like, I think that's super cool. Um, but w- so it was like the addition of your son to your family or was it that pushed you to uh, full-time work on your own business. Was that the case or were there other confounding factors as well? No, I think I was almost there. And then it's like, when you start looking at childcare for an infant and I, Oh my God, it's outrageous what I mean, people have to pay. It's a mortgage. It's payment. rent. Yeah. Mortgage. So it's yeah. like you're so, working to pay for that when you could be mm-hmm. home yeah. with your kids. Like I, I get it. I get why a lot of like moms and stuff don't come back after maternity leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, I ran in, I did, you know, and I also am a big proponent of recognizing seasons of life mm-hmm. and this season of life. And like my priority will always be my husband and then my children. And this, I will only get one shot at their childhood and these formative mm-hmm. years. So it's like, I, I wanted to make sure that, you know what, I, I could work like balls to the wall, like working 40, 50 hours a week, making a lot more money and then working at the hospital. But at the end of the day, like the hospital is always going to be there. And my children's childhood will will not, nor will Mm -hmm. like my marriage, like if I neglect (laughs) that. So I need, I I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll make the, like, I I say sacrifice, but it's, I don't view it like that, but like, and, and I'm gonna let go of the security that the larger employer provides and Mm -hmm. just jump into this. Um, And that's, yeah, that was the decision we, we came to and I'm very happy with it. Well, I think it's pretty badass. And I think that I'm serious. I think a lot of us, including myself um, and many of the bloggers, influencers, whatever, have like a dream of being able to cut back on the bedside, at least like to part time or something like that. It's so stressful. It's so Mm -hmm. exhausting. Like no matter what. And like the older you get, I think it's part of the aging process, but also the fact that uh, you know, the older you get, the more obligations you have to your family, mm-hmm. to your kids, to l- real life. You know, I, I don't want to say that nursing isn't real life, but you know what I mean? Like family life, home life, that sort of thing in general. And it just becomes so hard to juggle. Um, and I, you know, hear it time and time again from my colleagues. Also, one of them just went out on maternity leave and she's like, yep, I never want to work again, but I know I have to come back. So I guess, I guess I'll see you in, in three months, but, um, yeah. So, 
So I've been wanting to try out FabFitFun for a really long time, but the boxes sell out super fast. And whenever I'm thinking about giving a gift to myself, it's just not the first thing that comes to mind. However, I did receive my first FabFitFun box last night, and I am absolutely blown away. The quality and quantity of items that come in this box for the price are unreal. Yeah, this box is freaking outstanding, beyond what I could have imagined. And I'm so excited that FabFitFun is sponsoring this podcast because I have had so much fun working with them in the past. FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box. And the coolest thing about it is that the products are full size. They are not samples that come in each box. And you can customize the box to whatever you want from beauty to lifestyle, fitness, or wellness. Yeah. I love that you can either leave the box as a surprise or customize it to how you want personally. Like I said before, these boxes do sell out every season. So if you want one, you need to make sure to go to FabFitFun.com and sign up for one ASAP. You can choose to customize your box and pick products, or you can leave your box as a surprise and FabFitFun will select for you. So you get a gift from yourself to yourself, which is pretty darn cool. You know we're all about women here at the WOMED, and another thing that we love about FabFitFun is that they make it a priority to support female-founded companies and charities, something that we all should be getting on board with. Since I've been trying to do more yoga lately, as many of you know, for my FabFitFun box, I chose the Anthropology Travel Yoga Mat. And this morning, I unrolled it, I used it, I loved it, and now I'm staring over at my old geriatric Welsh corgi who is taking a nap on it. So who knew it was multi-purpose? Yeah. So for my box, one of the items I chose is the Amica Stand Perfect Ceramic Styler. I've been needing a new flat iron for a while now, and I cannot wait to try out some waves with it. FabFitFun, once again, is a seasonal subscription box with full-sized beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. It retails for $49.99, but always has a value over $200. When I opened my box, you guys, I seriously thought that mine had a value of over $300. The products are so nice. Yeah, these boxes are incredible. I'm already excited for the next season. If you use the code WOMED and go to fabfitfun.com, you can get $10 off your first box. Again, use the code WOMED for $10 off your first box, and that will bring the total down to $39.99. You have got to go to FabFitFun and check this out. It will be an amazing gift for yourself or someone else. One more time, that's fabfitfun.com. And enter the code WOMED for $10 off. You guys are going to love this. And I think too, the becoming a parent like changed me in a way that I never anticipated. Like I thought, oh, you just come back to the bedside. But when you start to see death and dying from the eyes of a mom or or a dad, like Mm -hmm. that changes you. Like, and I remember the first time I saw um, someone's mom, their, their mom was dying. She was elderly, but it was... It was still very tough, obviously. It's your parents are always your parents. And now I have this whole new perspective. And I was already, as a critical care nurse, struggling with um, compassion fatigue, burnout, Mm -hmm. um, and having those really traumatic things I'm viewing at work bleed into my personal life. And then I start to see that, like, as from the eyes of a mom, and that just um, brought my anxiety and my, like, compassion fatigue and burnout to a whole new level, too. Um, so being able to step away and get, was able to, was able to get some perspective, of course, like, I got into counseling and got into, um, you know, some very specific things to help me kind of pull myself out of that and, um 
but it took some time and I was not prepared for that. I didn't, I did not know that that was going to happen. And after I've talked to other people who are moms or, or dads, like they, they, uh, have that very similar experience when they're working in, um, high acuity areas. Wow. Yeah, no, you're totally right. I, I didn't even think I, I don't think I realized that's what was happening to me. Uh, the whole death and dying thing. I didn't realize how much it was affecting me until after the fact and like looking back and seeing it, uh, affect, definitely affect my life at home and like exhaustion and fear, honestly, Mm -hmm. um, to an extent, but, um, I'm sure you felt like that at some point too, D. Oh Lord. There's, I feel like when I got to the point, well, I mean, like I've gotten to the point lately where like, I never thought I would forget the patients that had passed away. And there are some that still are, like, very clear in my head. Um, but, like, I can't, I can't tell you now, like, the number is just too high of all the, par- all, all the patients that I've taken care of that have um, passed away from either, you know, they, we weren't able to resuscitate them at delivery or they were incompatible with life or um, – had survived so many terrible things only to like finally be overcome by like some infection or we just, or, or like the parents, we were providing so much support that we, it, it would get to the point where you were doing things to the patient and not for the patient. And then parents would make the decision to take them off life support. Like I've, I've lost, I've lost track and that doesn't sit well with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know yeah. for sure. Yeah, I think and what's challenging, like you said, is like you don't notice the impact it has on you at the time. And I think especially because when we are in the moment, we are very technical focused because we mm-hmm. can't we're in survival mode. We can't deal with or process actively those. Yeah, so I've got to deal with that later. So I compartmentalize, but then later it doesn't really come where we sit and no. really like process that. But we do like for me. I noticed it like really enmeshed into worst case thinking or worst case scenario thinking. So I started thinking everybody in my family is going to die an ugly ICU death. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody is going to have this terrible thing happen to them. And I would like catastrophize everything. And then that like thought process becomes very suffocating. And Mm -hmm. then you can't really enjoy life. And then it manifested into like anxiety and, you know, and it, and I didn't realize the connection at the time. Um, And so, like, I realized, like, I went into critical care with this, like, romanticizing being in trauma with people. And you think it sounds, I want to be there for the people at that time. But after a while, that takes a collective emotional toll on you. And if you're not proactively dealing with it, it's going to manifest into your personal life. And Mm -hmm. it's like that quote, like, empathy without boundaries is self-destruction. Like, Mm -hmm. I was absolutely, like going through that without realizing it. And then I'm having panic attacks on planes. I'm like mm-hmm. normal everyday things I'm really getting freaked out about. Um, so, so that, that really like was such a game changer of going, you know, becoming a mom. And I think we, uh, we all experience it, whether or not we're parents, it's just, oh, um, yeah. sorry, I got real I mean, deep I'm, and heavy there. My bad. No. <laughs> I may have, I've, I no, may have I just made a deep. connection. Yeah. <laughs> I may have just made the connection now. My I last know, therapist like, told me, that I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. Right. My last therapist yeah. told me that, uh, I, the healthier that I became psychologically, the less I would want to work in the ICU. <laughs> um, yeah. Really. 
I was like, well, you realize, like, so vicarious trauma should not be the cost of caring, right? Like, I shouldn't have to, like, experience trauma, someone else's trauma to care for somebody, but I need to be able to practice, like, self-compassion. And, like, that's the kind of stuff I, like, write about. Like, how do I sit within this and be in this emotional pain without over-identifying it and allowing mm-hmm. it to cross into my own personal life? You know, and there's very, I mean, and you have to be very proactive in how you deal with that if you want to continue to sustainably work in, like, a high acuity environment because you can't just see people die all the time and not be okay right like you just you can't we're humans it it, it, i think as a student unless you're like a sociopath and like you just don't give up (laughs) yeah or like Like, there's some legit problems (laughs) like you know we as students think okay simply because i went to nursing school and i'm a nurse that i can handle any of these situations well we're supposed to yeah we're supposed to simply because we're we're the tough ones we're the angels we come in there and we we see people at their worst and we either get them out of it or we hold their hand and cry with them and it's like yeah we do but there's only so much of that that we can physically take and handle yeah, because we are humans too. We are not robots. We are we have emotions and need to proactively deal with them just as much as someone else. And when your everyday job is somebody else's worst nightmare, like yeah. you have got to be proactive about it or it will if it doesn't yet, it it will take a cumulative emotional toll. Cuz no um, one can live up to that standard. Mm-mm. That's right. Nobody can do that. And if you have that expectation that I either do this or and I can perform or I'm a failure, then that's even more self-defeating, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're in this constant like shame circle of yeah. like I can't I I'm never good enough and I'm and it's getting worse every time I see it cuz I can't perform the way I think I should be able to. Right. Um so I I want to catch newbies before they get there. I want to teach them self-compassion before they start to burn out, before they start to like have um, like really serious challenges with creating boundaries. Um, So, so uh, through my own like journey of figuring out this stuff, I I wanted to be able to share it with other people. Yeah. So is this like a program that you're trying to enact in more hospitals like maybe make it a part of like here's your orientation training like this needs to be like compassion fatigue um like self-care needs to be a part of your orientation yeah so I actually created this it's a very large like it's meant to be a self-guided residency program so that nurses can take it themselves and go through it's all online you do it your own pace Um, but also I created it because a lot of hospitals like have started to create residency programs Mm -hmm. but a lot of them actually can't afford to especially in rural communities like they can't Mm -hmm. afford to create a robust you know, uh, residency programs. I also created it for hospitals to purchase every year. So they don't have to devote time and energy and money to creating it. And that would help them save a lot of money on the, the turnover rate. Absolutely. Yeah. So it turns, so I just released this. I haven't been able to get the analytics of like, okay, how many, you know, how much does this report on ROI and get, and how much does this save you? But it's, it's meant like I I prioritized it. The very first section is self-care. It's Mm -hmm. imposter syndrome, self-compassion, lateral violence. Then I go into like, um, yeah, like how do you actually deal with that as a new kid on the block? Cause you Mm -hmm. aren't going to change things Mm -hmm. as the fresh new grad, but how do you survive in it? Mm -hmm. And then other things like I interview a nursing leader 
on what are realistic expectations from or for the orientation process. So someone who's a director of a residency program, what do you actually expect a new grad to know? Because hearing that from someone who hires new grads is very um, reassuring to know that you're not supposed to be, they don't expect you to be perfect, even though I think right. I'm supposed to be. Right. Um, and then I interviewed a provider who, and oh, Hey, what are all the unwritten thing, unwritten rules? Like what makes you cringe when a nurse does this? And what makes you very like, Hey, this nurse is legit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that kind of stuff and talk about the whole healthcare team and assessment tips and all that kind of stuff. Like this is not textbook. This is another nurse that has been through this, like walking you through all these little things we learn on the fly that tend to get, um, like brushed over and you learn it, but you kind of forget that you learned it. So you forgot you got to tell other people that they Mm -hmm. need to know this stuff. Um, so it's, it's a large course It's very large and it's meant to be two to three hours a week over 12, 12 weeks, kind of mimicking like a supplement to your orientation process. And I have the curriculum built so that it's kind of like in order of priority, right? Mm -hmm. So the first part is self-care because we got to learn how to take care of ourselves because if we don't, we can't take care of our patients. Right. Um, and where can, before we forget, where can, where can listeners find this course? Because I think it's, it's, it's an incredible course and like, it's really, really needed. I and wish this would have been around when I was doing my like initial new grad orientation. It's so yeah, easy I mean, to go through too. Like it's, I, I created it. So it would be like something like, mm-hmm. this is what I wish I had. And mm-hmm. it's, it's completely online and self-guided. And so you can kind of progress through it at your own pace and then you have lifetime access. So let's say you start over or you leave the bedside to have a kid mm-hmm. and you come back two years later in a totally different facility. Maybe you need a brushing up or whatever so that people can have it when forever. Um, but you can go to freshrn.com slash courses and it'll be right there and you can learn, okay. learn more about it. You can preview the whole curriculum and you can actually look at one of the modules. Like I have, I interviewed a physical therapist on injury prevention so that you don't injure your back. Um, there's very, very legit. It's very quick and concise, but very powerful and good ways to prevent you from hurting your back. Lord, um, I can, like when I started, I started as a CNA in a med surge unit and oh. Um, we did all the moves and I was lucky if I could get like one of the nurses and stuff to come and help me. Different story. That was a rough, rough first foray into the nursing field. But my back and my wrists and my neck were so sore because like even with the use of the lifts, there was still having to move them like and moving them a certain way to get like the lift like sheet under them. And oh Lord, that would have been really helpful. Yeah, and he's not so much. They're kind of tiny. Yeah, different with the the little babies. But he explains things in a way that makes so much sense with some Mm -hmm. small proactive things, so that you're less prone for injury. So it kind of sets you up for your sets yourself up for success. So, Mm -hmm. so I just released it. I'm actually, um, going to release in a little while, hopefully by the end of the year, one that's like, um, self-care and confidence building for nurses that not because this is directed towards the new nurse. You don't have, Mm -hmm. you know, anyone, anyone can take it, but that is the target audience. I am going to create like a smaller one that is just confidence building and self-care for any, any nurse. Oh, with that class, that larger, residency it does come with 20 contact hours too oh Um, wow that's that's awesome yeah for i i live in ohio now and for the state of ohio we do have to have some separate like pharmacology hours and stuff Mm -hmm. i'm not familiar about other states but that's like almost enough to cover like the nursing license portion of my license which i think is crazy and 
I don't know. You just, you wrapped it up into such a good deal and a good bundle and everything. I think people are crazy not to seriously consider it. And we'll definitely um, include that. Um, I support on our Katie. Episode notes. <laughs> we do. We too. need that. I support Katie in these courses. <laughs> I love them so much. And I, I appreciate it. I'm yeah. serious. They're so useful and they're so accessible to most nurses, most new nurses, which I think is really important as well. So that's phenomenal. Um, I have a personally Thanks. selfish question, which yes. is my favorite qu- type of question. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> what – how do you stay motivated to do all of this? Like how do you – I'm, I'm – what – how do you schedule things? How do you stay motivated to keep creating content? Um, that's a really good question. Um, I think – well, first, knowing that motivation is not um, connected with self-worth. So it's like, if I'm not motivated today, that doesn't mean I'm this terrible person who's oh never going to get anything done. That, that- she's a genius. <laughs> yeah. she's, like a, she's a Buddha <laughs> or something. <laughs> um, so it's like, okay, some days I'm going to be really driven to do this. But you know what? Some days I'm not. And that doesn't reflect poorly on who I am as a person, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So kind of giving myself grace in that. So that I think that's step one. But um, very big on taking like a large task and and breaking it up into much smaller to-do things because um, like, okay, creating a big course, right? That's like huge. That I mean, so let me, okay, what's the first step? I'm going to make like modules. I'm going to create the structure and, Mm -hmm. and like break it down in as small of pieces as possible. And then also make realistic to-do lists. So things like, I'm not going to put more on today's to-do list than I can realistically get done because then when I don't finish it, then I feel terrible about myself. Right? Like, I don't want to do that. I want to set myself up for success. Small list. Small, small list that you can check and, off. <laughs> and it's important to make it realistic and also to prioritize realistic, the tasks. Realistic, <laughs> I'm getting, I sense that I'm getting a lecture, maybe. I, that's what I'm sensing, but okay. Oh, I'm here, Danny. <laughs> My ears are open. Okay. <laughs> All this is said with utmost love and support because yes. I'm here too, but... I, I don't want my girl working herself to the bone. I'm a mess. Oh, yeah. Don't do that. Don't work yourself to the bone. You want to create those realistic to-do lists, but also make sure the to-do list is what's going to be the get me to my goal the fastest. So, like, it's easy to get distracted. It's easy to get excited about, like, ooh, I want to create all these fun Instagram images and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but creating Instagram images does not res- result in, RO, in, like, return on investment usually mm-hmm. um, unless, like, it's a specific sponsored post. So it's like, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, like, waste my time there. I'm going to make sure I get this curriculum done or I'm going to write this module or I'm going to get this checked off and also outsource whatever I can outsource. So if it's something that, that was I'll my need next to question. do, that's my, one of my assistants is going to take care of it unless I need to physically do it. Um, so that, so that's delegation, right? Time management as a nurse, attacking your home business, just with that same mental prioritization, delegation, time management mentality that you would that attack your 12 hour shift. Okay. That is exactly, uh, what I was, well, that's not true. I wasn't, it wasn't exactly what I thought you would say, but it's very, very helpful. And as related to delegating, my next question was, what do you personally delegate? What is something that you is like a must, must get off, must get off your plate? That's a good one. Um, So I want to focus on content creation, but I don't want to worry about formatting. 
So I create my blog post and I send it to my assistant. She formats it and schedules it. Um, image creation, I liked doing that, but it also took a lot of time. And mm-hmm. so I outsourced that. So all I worry about is writing the actual like blog post um, or the structure for the podcast episode or the writing the curriculum, um, that kind of stuff. I, I use certain things like, you know, post scheduler for like social media mm-hmm. Um that kind of thing. Cause I try to stay off that as much as possible. Um, otherwise I can get sucked in and spend oh, too, I find myself yeah. spending too much time yep. on that. I hate um, when I get the screen time alert on my phone and I'm like, it's shameful. It's, it's 8am. It's shameful. <laughs> so the, I mean the, uh, the formatting one, that's huge. Um, or there's little like things that I'm like, if I'm spending too much time figuring out how to do this, like I wanted to update a few things on my site and I couldn't figure out how to do it. It's like, I could spend two hours figuring out how to do this, or I could ask my assistant if she already knows how, mm-hmm. and she's amazing and typically already knows how. So I'll delegate that kind of stuff too. Man, That's I need amazing. one of those. You know, They're we great. forgot the lubrication, the lubrication question. question. That's right. <laughs> what were I you? Gonna, I don't even know what you're going to ask, but I'm, well, I'm ready. Okay, now I'm going to do two, just because we forgot. And it'll kind of like lighten up the end of this episode because we got like pretty heavy in it. <laughs> we did. Okay. Sorry. This is the first so like, well, no, like I, I want this. Uh, this is a spot where we can, we can get deep and heavy and then we can also laugh too. You this know, like I, this is true. in some dark, heavy things we have to laugh at. <laughs> um, so this is going to be. Two questions, two lubrication questions, WOMED fans, and I think you're going to like both of them. Number one, would you rather burp every time you leaned in to kiss somebody? Like this is like your husband, first date, or your kids, or your grandparents, like whatever, or drool every time you talk? Oh, Oh, that's easy because my son is teething and I see so much drool right now. Um (laughs) I would rather burp every time because my daughter would think it's hysterical. I love burps. I think they're funny. I think my husband would just also burp. Yeah, you just burp and then blow it to the side. Blow the smell to the side. Yeah, little side blow. Yeah, totally. I'm totally a burp, 100%. I know Danielle's a burp, too. Yeah, I'm a burper. Yep. Because, like, the drooling, like, otherwise you'd be sitting there like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> like, you'd I talk be way too much. Constantly. Or you'd be wearing talk, a bib. That's you right. could bring bib back my, in fashion. My son does always have to have a bib on. Oh, like, so he's or a handkerchief. Cute. I just wear a handkerchief around my neck all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bring that back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I God. think um, Anthony already kind of did on Queer Eye. Like him and him and Tan have been wearing like the the neckerchiefs. Oh yeah. Oh, very nice. Yeah. And I of course you see those yet. at all the festivals as well. Oh my um, God. <laughs> which queer eye brings me to my my second lubrication question. What was your most recent binge on Netflix? Oh, wonderful question because I am so into TV. Or she Hulu, caught that. Whichever. She caught that you on your Instagram your account. Most recent binge. Um, Outlander. Oh, I've read all the, I just finished the last book. <gasps> I just started the first book. Oh my gosh. So I've 
binged the first season and I was like, this is amazing because I love history. Same. And, same, same, and same. she does like nursey stuff. So it's super cool. I know. It's so and, awesome. I know. I lo- and Jamie reminds me of my husband like so oh, much. Okay. In both, <laughs> in both handsomeness and integrity. Like, <laughs> Love oh it. my gosh, like that's my husband. So I'm like, love the show. But I'm Who so I've gotten to me. I know, mm. right? Oh, Whew, getting hot so over here. here. Anyways, this is on Netflix. <laughs> Netflix. So seasons one and two are on Netflix. I think the rest is on Stars. Is yes. that right? Okay. Um, they're filming season five now. I've looked up all of this, guys, because I'm super into this show. So, no, I'm it's in, so I'm good. At, oh my gosh, you guys. I'm so glad you've seen it. Um, so I I'm have. at the end of season two. Oh, you need to watch it. I'm, I watch might it. try. I might try. I think you'd like it, Let's, Danny. It's, you think it's so? like it's way. So I read the book first, and I was not expecting it to be so steamy. <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> um, yeah, it's good. it's it's not it's, quite Game of Thrones steamy. I don't. No, think. it's very. But it's there. It's up there. It's it's love steamy. But it's just, mm-hmm. it's so fascinating because the author describes what it would be like to be a time traveling war nurse that ends up like 200 years in the past who's trying to initiate, like, help heal these people without people thinking she's a witch because she's using specific herbs and like making people wash their hands and like do like simple things that, you know. Help with disinfection, help so save lives. Cool. I think I would like that. Oh, it's yeah. It's the best. Yeah. yeah. I definitely think I would like that. For yeah. Sure. I posted on He's Instagram that I was watching it and like 10 or 15 nurses like messaged me. Oh my God, it's so good. I'm so excited for you. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to check it out then. I don't, I can't tell you the last time I like binge watched something on Netflix. What was yours, D? Veronica Mars. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I did a deep, deep binge on that. Like, it wasn't something I ever watched as a teenager. Like, my parents were very strict on what, like, I was allowed to watch. But actually, I don't know when that came. That may have come out while I was in. No, I think that was still, like, high school. That was, like, the CW with, like, Gilmore Girls and Dawson's Creek and, like, Buffy the Vampire. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that was that era. I think so, too, actually. Yeah. Like, 99, 2000, like early oh yeah yeah so like I never watched it but I knew it was like had such a cult following and yeah I just I did a deep hard binge of that and it's phenomenal you know now that you mention it I'm heartbroken uh, but like it's phenomenal (laughs) it was triggering a good heartbroken oh it's triggering yeah because they did a new season and I freaking love Kristen Bell so much like she's just she's phenomenal like, I mean, what can't she do? Yeah, she can do everything. She yeah. she is incredible. She is. But. Yeah, I I guess the last show I watched was Fleabag on Amazon. Did anybody what is watch that? that? <laughs> I've seen it, but or I've seen like cover thing for it, but I've never actually watched it's, it. It's okay. a dark, it's a dark comedy, and I loved it. And the episodes are thirty minutes long, so you could nice. watch it. I watched almost the whole thing on like a drive. Okay, so, if you nice. like dark comedy. Watch Barry on HBO. Oh, I, I like Barry. Oh, it's I've so seen, I've seen, seen a few that. episodes. <gasps> Barry is phenomenal. Okay. Adding it to the list. Yeah. The Woman brought to I've you seen a by few Barry on HBO. <laughs> yeah, <right>. Please, <laughs> please, please. please. <laughs> yes. 
Okay. So. My God. Okay. I'm what glad a, we got nice that out. Lubrication. I'm glad that's out off my chest. Katie was so passionate. I guess I'm going to have to like go home and watch that or like go over to <laughs> the man's house and watch that tonight. Yes. Please Ooh. just, okay, just, just do the episode wedding one. episode. Oh, girl. <laughs> But you just do that episode one and just see what it's like. Just dip your toes in. Okay. See if you like it. All right. No commitment. I'll do the tip of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry, oh. Winter. Not mad about it. You never are. <laughs> no, I know. You're never mad about it. No. <laughs> um, okay. No. Well, I don't – segueing from that, um, I guess – Katie, what's going on with like what's your what's what's going on next with you? You just oh. released that big course. So mm-hmm. I'm going to um, update. I have a cardiac nurse crash course and a neuro nurse crash course. So those are courses for someone who just got hired into those units. Um, if you want to do you crash course, I'd be happy to work with you on that. So that's like on my list, like that and a peds course and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so, but I did just, I'm very excited. I got a, um, 3d models of like the heart and the brain and stuff. Oh, and I need, cool. I'm going to re-record some, um, content to put into that and optimize those with like these amazing 3d models. So my, and to get kind of my marketing situated. So it's, that's another thing that's automated. So I'm going to do that for the next couple of months. Um, I do want next year, I'm hoping to get a precepting course out for people who precept. Oh, um, nice. And instead of these like general adult theory things, but like, mm-hmm. how do you precept the know-it-all or the mousy one who won't say anything? Like, the millennial. You... The millennial. That's all they yes. ever want to talk about. That's when you could sell to corporations because they all want to criticize the millennial. I know. And how I, that's do we my manage these people? Oh my gosh. They just go on and on and on. I'm just like, oh my God. Corporations. Yeah, I, cor- these corporations. They're but, something yeah, else. So, that's what's going on. I'm going to uh, optimize that. I do want to start um, looking also at what like hospitals and nursing schools and onboarding them with the uh, the masterclass too. So yeah, that's what's going on. And I want to do another season of my podcast. Ooh, yeah, you need it. to. Yeah, you I need to do season to. five. Your podcast but, was great. Oh, thank you. It was. Yeah, I mean, yes. I, I still have it. You just haven't done an episode for a while. I have it, but you know, it's been one of those things where podcasting doesn't make you a lot of money unless you have mm-hmm. and or not even podcasting doesn't make you any money unless you have ads. <laughs> this is true. And I, and so it was a labor of love for me to create this podcast, right? Like so I'm putting it. in my money. Yes. You put in money and time and F like, this is a lot of time. And I got to the point where it's like, okay, I could spend like eight hours a day for like a couple, well, probably a month or two to get this done. Um, and make absolutely nothing for my time, or I could make some money doing something else and spend time with my family. Oh, I absolutely. think I'm going to push the podcast back to when I have some more passive streams of revenue going. I love <laughs> it. I don't blame you. People complain about ads, but you know, it's like the nature of the beast. Every good podcast that I listen to online has ads because it has to pay for itself somehow. You know, it yeah. does, or you don't, you we're don't get cons- compensated. No, we're not consumers reports here. Like, there's no ads and there's for those of you who don't know, there are no ads in consumers reports. <laughs> yeah, but there's, now very, you know. <laughs> there's very few podcasts that don't have ads, and it's because 
you, you don't, you, you don't earn any money for your time. And I don't think a lot of people realize it. Like it takes a lot of time, like to get three people who live in three areas of the country together. Like anytime you have a podcast with guests, there's a lot of coordination Mm -hmm. and planning the content, hosting the content, publishing the content, like it's a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, editing probably takes the most. We love our editors. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Yes. Blast. But like it's expensive and it takes time. And if you're not like like being compensated for that time. It's like going to a 12 hour shift for free. Like who's going to do that? Yeah. Like, yeah. You're so right. You're so right. So, Katie doesn't so. do things for free. That's for sure. <laughs> I got to spend time with my family. That's right. yeah, she knows, knows your worth. worth. She knows and what her your worth. worth is worth. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Well, you're so sweet. Yeah. Thank you so much for dealing with all of our technical issues today and everything and well we thank really you for having me it. oh my god you were like Katie, one of you're the phenomenal first... like yeah. i <laughs> what you're doing is so needed and like now anytime i have any like dms about new grads and and how to handle like what advice they have for you know taking the nclex or starting their new jobs i'm gonna be like you need to go follow katie because yes. she's amazing and download her programs because whoa like it's it's such a needed tool and thank you so much for providing that like and taking the time and initiative to to build something like that it's it's awesome and it's so needed tell us all your handles and where where everyone can find you yes um the well if you head to freshrn.com that has my links to my podcast, uh, my blog, those are all, that's free. Um, and also all the books I've written links, Amazon links there. Of course you can just go to Amazon, search Katie Kleber. Um, you can go to iTunes or whatever it is and search fresh RN. It should be on most podcasts, wherever you listen to them. And then, um, for my courses, um, you can also click on courses on freshrn.com slash courses. And you have access to my masterclass, uh, my cardiac class, my neuro class. I also have an interviews class for new grads looking for trying to land jobs. Um, and I interview someone who interviews new grads. We do mock interviews and all that kind of stuff. Oh, it's awesome. Um, so yeah, like she, she has all these very interesting insights of things that are major red flags of a candidate that I would have never anticipated. Really? Oh, so man, it's maybe very I should watch. insightful. Okay. Yeah. It's very, it's really good. Um, I will she also, has hired. Yeah. I will also say never underestimate the power of a thank you card after an um, interview. I have that in there and I have a single Ooh. one that you can steal and print off. Oh, <laughs> I say thank you cards to everyone that like I shadowed with, everyone I interviewed with because mm-hmm. they're taking their time to, to to talk to you and like you should you should thank people for that. You should mm-hmm. thank people Absolutely. for their time. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yep, that's in there. That's like, and that's another thing and she said. And it makes you um, stand out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, if there's 200 applicants, right, and they're looking at them two days later, and your thank you card comes in, hey, like, oh, yeah, I remember, I remember this her. Person. And if yeah. you're like Elle yeah. Woods and you spritz it with perfume too, <laughs> better be a good go perfume. the extra mile, people. The extra mile. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you can go to freshrun.com/courses. You see all my courses there on Instagram. I'm at Katie K A T I underscore Kleber, K-L-E-B-E-R, um, and same on Twitter and Fresh RN on Facebook. Um, so yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Perfect. Katie, thank you so much again. As always, we are the WOMED and we are out. Bye.